We have very interesting uh, information this morning and a very fascinating Indian Nagat Hanukkah. Very excited to learn it together with you. It's really a very uh, lofty Indian. The Ran, Masech the Shabbos, and Afir Aleph, he's bothered by Akash. And that is, we know on Shabbos Hanukkah, Shabbos, we're going to learn from Zechariah, from the Navi Zechariah, from uh, the Nerois that. Uh, that Zechariah sees in the vision. And the question is, we know if there are two Shabbos Chanukahs, so on the second Shabbos Chanukah we read about the Neros of Shloimai HaMelech. Who came first, Shloimai or Zechariah? Shlomo. So, if, there's, if there are two Shabbos Chanukahs, you should read from the Haftarah of the Menorah of Shloimai, not a Zechariah. And, and, if, and if there's one Shabbos Chanukah, Shlomo should have I mean, if the reason we're laying the Haftarah is because the Indian of the Neros HaMenorah, so read about the Neros of Shlomo. What are you going to... What are you going to the second base Hamikdash? What are you going, or at least to the end of the first base Hamikdash? Zechariah, talk about the Nerus of Shlomo. That's the Ran's kasha. Says the Ran, the de Shlomo Kadimi. Even though the Nerus of Shlomo come first, Afilu Hachi. Nevertheless, Adi Falon Nerus de Zechariah. The Nerus of Zechariah are more important. Mishum de Nevuos Asid Nenu. It's a nevuah about the future. Now, what does that mean? Zechariah Hanavi. Zechariah Hanavi saw a vision of the Menorah in the times of the end of the second Beis Hamikdash. So he's prophesying about the future. But the Neros of Shlomo, that's just the Neros of Shlomo. So, what in the world? What's the Ron saying? Because it's a nevuah about the future. Therefore, it's better. Sorry, it's not the future anymore. We're already beyond the future, right? We're now in the year 2012, right? Still in 2012. and Gimel. For us, it's the past. For us, it's not the future anymore. I mean, what's the Ron saying? The Ron's saying the Haftoirah of Zechariah is more important because he's talking about the future? Yeah, to him it was the future. But to us, it's the Avar. To us, it's the past. To us, it's not the future anymore. What's the Ran saying? Okay. The Gemara says in Masech the Yuma, you know, there's a kapitol in Tehillim, Lam Natseach, Alayelas Hashachar, Mizmar Ladavid. And this kapitol, what? Chavbez, right. And this kapitol is speaking about what? The miracle of Purim. And it's comparing Esther to Ayelas Hashachar, the rise of the morning star. So I asked the Gemara, why is Esther called... The morning star. Why is she compared to the morning star? Amar Avasi. Lama nimshala Esther l'shachar. Why is Esther compared to the morning star? Laimar lachetz to tell you. Ma shachar soif kol halayla. Just like the morning star is the end of the night, right? The end of the night is marked by the rise of the morning star. Af Esther soif kol anisim. The last miracle was the miracle of Purim. Gemara says, is that so? That was the last miracle. But the miracle of Purim was at the end, uh, that, that, that was when? During, in between, Bayes Rishon and Bayes Sheini. Chanukah was 200 years into the second day Samikdash. Ay, v'ha'ika Chanukah. What about Chanukah? What do you mean Esther is the end of the night? The end of the Nisim? Chanukah came after Purim. Sukumar so gives a very mysterious answer. Nitna lichtav ka'amrinan. It's the last miracle you could write down. But Chanukah, we weren't allowed to write it down. Right? It was ready after the seal, after the closing of the Tanakh, after Chagaz Chayim Malachi. So therefore, you're right, Chanukah is the last miracle. 
But when we say that Esther was the end of the night, it just means the end of the miracles that you could record. I mean, what does that mean? That somehow there are certain miracles you could record, and that concluded in the times of Purim. And then Hanukkah, what? Is the beginning of a new era, a new, a new, a new epic in history. Why? How do we understand that? Why, how is Hanukkah any different than Purim? Why is it that Purim is the end of the miracles and Hanukkah, oh, we're not talking about Hanukkah. Why are we not talking about Hanukkah? Okay, so we come to something very interesting. This week's Haftarah. We actually read this Haftarah twice a year. Shabbos Hanukkah and Parshas Bahamaischa. And if you actually sat down to just learn the simple words of the Haftarah, you'll see, very hard to understand. Look at number three. This is from the Navi Zechariah, Parag Dalet, Pasuk Beis, Vayoyimer Eli. The Malach says to him, the Malach says to the Navi, What era was Zechariah? The No. No, the end of the Bayes Rishon. Yeah? Vayoyimer Eli. The Navi says, God said to me, Ma'ataroya. Right? The Malach said to me, What do you see? Vayoyimer and I said, Ra'isi, I see. Vihine menoira zahav kula. I see a menoira entirely of gold. Vigula al roisha, with a bowl on top of it. Vishiva nero seha aleha. And seven branches of the menorah. Shiva vishiva mutsakais. And seven ducts, seven tubes. La nero sashara roisha for each of the lamps. In other words, the Navi says, I saw a big menorah with a bowl on top of the menorah. And seven ducts were connected to the seven branches. There were two olive trees. One on the right of the bowl, and two on the left of the bowl. Says the Navi, I spoke up and I said to the Malach, I spoke up to the Malach, What are these? What's this menorah? What are these olive trees? And the Malach, who spoke to me, he said, You don't know what they are? And I said, No, I don't know. Sounds like, you know, I don't know what he's saying. Sounds like, you know, Abbott and Costello. Yeah? The, Ma- the Navi says, I don't know. So the Malach says, You don't know? And he says, No, I don't know. I mean, you know, well, if a, if a Navi tells a Malach, tell me, explain this to me, so then let, let the Malach take him at face value. He doesn't know what it is. What's the Malach saying? Oh, you don't know what it is? He obviously doesn't know what it is. He, I asked you. Now you're asking me? Bayan, so the Malach says, oh, you don't know? Fine. Bayan, Zedvar Hashem, El Zerubavel Lemar. This is the word of Hashem to Zerubavel. Loi Bechayel, not with an army. Veloi Bechayach, not with strength. Only with my spirit, Amar Hashem Tzavakas. I mean, what kind of answer is this? He wants to know what's the olive tree. He wants to know why there are two olive trees and what's the Ramanar. What's the answer? Not with the army and not with strength. I mean, what's the answer? So I found something amazing, and I don't believe that this is um, from Reb Chaim Brisker. I don't think this is pr- printed in the Chidushe uh, Hagrach, but this is printed in a sefer called Moire Hamayadim. And Reb Chaim wants to know, look at number four. Hikshar Abenu Hagrachzal, the Tsarach Bir Mahu Kaladinu Dvarim Shabena Navilmach. What's the whole shakla vataria between the angel and the Malach? If the Malach, if the Navi did not understand what was going on, what was the Malach's response? 
In other words, the, the Navi is saying, could you explain to me why there's an olive tree here? So what's the answer? With the Spirit of God? I mean, not very nice and poetic, but well, what's the olive tree? You know, it sounds good. If you want to be a preacher, but what does it mean? Yeah? <laughs> the Navi asks a simple question. Explain to me. What's the olive tree in the bowl? So what's the answer? God's Spirit? What does that mean? If you want to see an angel, it has to be through prophecy. And to hear what the Malach says is prophecy. If so, if the Malach says, Don't you know? That was also a prophecy. In other words, the Malach said, You don't know? But that's a contradiction. What's the Malach saying? You don't know if the Navi says, I don't know, right? The Navi said, I don't know what this is. Explain it to me. So what's the Malach saying? You don't know? Says Reb Chaim. Very interesting. What is the Haftarah of Shabbos Hanukkah about? The Haftarah of Shabbos Hanukkah is about the return of Klai Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. Savakasha. What do you mean the return of Klai Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael? They're in Eretz Yisrael. This is during the Bayis Rishon. So it has to be, it's a prophecy about the return by Bayis Sheni. Okay? How do I know that? Look in the Haftarah. It says, Rani v'simchi basiyon ki hinini va v'shachanti v'soychich noam Hashem. Right? Right? That Hashem will choose the Beis Hamikdash again. In other words, this is a prophecy about Bayes Sheni, the second Beis Hamikdash. The Chomare. One second. The Chomare Nevuazu Hayam Chuvan Oides Bias Yisrael Eretz Yisrael. This entire Nevuah is talking about the coming of Klai Yisrael to Eretz Yisrael. Ubinyan Beis Hamikdash and the building of the Beis Hamikdash Kemavuar Bechalakasav Sham. As it is explained in the Haftarah, it says Venacha Hashem Esihud Achelkoi Alad Masakoidash Uvacharoi Birushalayim Umasherosh Naim Zaysimolah. The fact that he saw the two olive trees. What does that represent, Rabbi Yisai? If you're having a Navu about the Beis Hamikdash and you see olive trees, what do you make from olive trees? Oil. oil. What do you do with oil? The main thing you do with oil is you anoint the Kayan Gadol and the Melech. It's the anointing oil. Because you know, Rabbi say the Haftarah is cut short. Because if you look in a few psukim after the Haftarah ends, the Haftarah ends what? Right? It continues. And it says, he saw two people standing by the olive tree. You know who the two people were? Yehoshua the Kayin Gadol and Zerubavel from David HaMelech. The king and the Kayin Gadol. And they were being anointed. The, the Pasuk says the Bnei Yitzar. The people were supposed to be anointed. And the, and the Navi is looking at this and the Navi says, I don't get it. You, I'm having a Navu about the coming back to Eretz Yisrael during Bayashani and about Zerubavel and about Yehoshua the Kayin Gadol. I have a problem, the, the Navi says. In the times of the second base HaMikdash, they didn't have the Shem and HaMeshchah. They didn't have the anointing oil. Right? 
They were they were Merubah Begadu. They, they it was not a Kainam, right? It was not a Kainam Ashuach. We learned Tarius in the summer. Ma Bain, Kainam Ashuach, the Kain Merubah Begadim. They had no oil. So the Navi says, I know I'm looking at an olive tree and I know it represents the Shem and Amishcha, but there is no Shem and Amishcha in the times of the second day Kamikdash. So they didn't have it. Yoshio Hamelach hid it under the Kaidash Akadashim. The Sherman and Mishra was from Moshe, right? And they used the same they didn't have. From. They didn't have it in time of the second Mishra, right? So he says, Umasha Rosh, Naim Zesim Allah, Kimavur Sham Bekrof, you look in Pasik Dalit in Zachariah, Dehem Shne Bnei Hayitar Haindra Al Dun Kala Aretz. Uva Yalkut Shamisa, if you look in the Medrash, it says like this Shnayim Zesim Allah, there are two olive trees. Who does that represent? Elu Shnei This represents the two individuals who were anointed. Echad Meshach Mochama, Be'echad Meshach Lamelech Al Yisrael. Ulechayr Atzarach Bir says the Reb Chaim, Eich Shaych Loimer Shakavana B'Shnayim Zaysim Hiyal Shemun Amishcha Shabai Moshe Mazakoyin Gadol Vasamalch. How could the Medrash say the two olive trees represented the two people who needed to be anointed? Hare Nevu Azu Haisa B'Samikdash Hasheni. This Nevu was about the second B'Samikdash. Ube Bayasheni Haroi. So we're about to come to a very difficult Rambam. You ready for this? An amazing Rambam. Rabbi say, Shmita bezman azad, Dairaisa or Drabanon? So nowadays everybody likes to say, most Paiskim say it's Dairaisa and they're very against the Hetem Mechira. Not, it's Machlekes Rishonim. Most the Rambam says, Kedushas Eretz Yisrael b'zman hazeh, Dairais or Drabanon? Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. Says the Rambam, there is no Kedushas Eretz Yisrael b'zman hazeh. B'zman hazeh. That's the thing of the Rambam. Well, that, that's a pretty shocking statement. There's no Kedushas Eretz? Rambam says no. How about Kedushas Yerushalayim? Rambam says there is Kedushas Yerushalayim b'zman hazeh. So Rambam says, what's the difference? How do I have a right to say there's Kedushas Yushalayim and Kedushas Hamikdash, but there's no Kedushas Eretz Yisrael? Medairaisa. Medjabonon there is, but not Medairaisa. Says the Rambam, Kedushas Eretz Yisrael and Kedushas Yushalayim comes from two different places. Kedushas... Now one second, you'll see. Uh, I'm going to have to qualify that. Kedushas Yerushalayim comes from where? The Shechina. The Shechina is still there. The Shechina is still in Yerushalayim. It's still in the Mikdash. So therefore it still has Kedusha. Where does Kedusha's Eretz Yisrael come from? So we have a concept. There's um, Kedusha Rishayna and Kedusha Shnia. Kedusha Rishayna, who sanctified Eretz Yisrael at first? Yeshua Benun. Who sanctified it the second time? Ezra. Ezra. The Rambam says, Kedusha Rishayna, Kedshala Shaita, Veloi Kedshala Asad Lavai. The original Kedusha of Yeshua Benun was sanctified for its time, but not for all time. The Kedusha of Ezra, Kedusha Shnia, Kedusha Lashaita Ula Asadlava. The Kedusha of Ezra lasts forever. Now, Ezra did not sanctify everything Yeshua Benun sanctified. So, therefore, whatever Ezra sanctified is still holy today. Whatever Yeshua sanctified more than Ezra is no longer holy today. That's the opinion of the Rambam. So, now the question is. Why is the Kedusha of Yehoshua Benun gone and the Kedusha of Ezra still stands? Look at the Rambam. This is a very important Rambam. The Rambam is in Hilchos Beis Habachira, Perek Vav Halacha Tezayim. 
says Rambam, "V'lama ani omer b'mikdash v'yushalayim." Why do I say about the Mikdash and Yishalayim? She Kedusha Rishayna, that the original Kedusha, Kedusha Asan Lavai, lasts forever. Ufa Kedusha Shar Eretz Yisrael, and the rest of Eretz Yisrael, Le'inyan Shviyas, regarding Shmitu, Maisros, Ukiyotzebehen, Loikitshal Asan Lavai. It wasn't sanctified for all time. Lefi She Kedusha Asan Mikdash V'yushalayim, Ibnei Hashchit. The Kedusha of Yishalayim and the Reis HaMikdash was because of the Shechina. Ushechina ina v'tela. The Shechina is always there. The Shechina never dwindles. It never fades. The Ramam says there's a Pasuk. Vahashim I will destroy your holy places. And we dash in that to mean Vamruchachamim. Afa pishashayimim. Even though they are desolate b'kedushas and heinamdim, they remain in their sanctity. However, the Kedushas Eretz Yisrael has nothing to do with Shechina. You know why Eretz Yisrael has Kedusha? Because it was conquered by, by Yehoshua ben Nun. But what about when the Babylonians came and reconquered it? No more Kedusha. Kedusha that is created by conquering is removed by conquering. Once the land was taken, the kivush is gone. Now Eretz Yisrael is potter. It's not Eretz Yisrael. It's not the Holy Land anymore. Not everybody agrees with the Shita of the Ramah. But then Yehoshua, what he did Yerushalayim, that should stand from Yehoshua because the skin is there. Ah, but, but, but Yerushalayim and the Mikdash, it wasn't because of, of Yehoshua, it's because of the Shechina, and the Shechina is always there. What about Ezra? It should stand then. Yeah, Yerushalayim and the Mikdash is holy from, forever. It's from Yehoshua. Even before Yehoshua, yeah. even, even, it was always there. Yeah? It was Zeh Hashar HaShamayim. It was always the Makam HaShechina. Says the Rambam, the Kivan Sha'Allah Ezra, when Ezra came, when Ezra came, the Kidsha, and he sanctified it, like Kidsha Bekivush, he didn't sanctify it through conquering it. You know how Ezra sanctified it? By walking on it, by being there. So if all the Jews, if all the Jews are in Eretz Israel, then the Shechin is also in Eretz Israel. <coughs> One second. One second. Ela Bechazaka, Shechzikva. He just took. Possession of it. Whatever the Oile Bavel took, and was sanctified by Kedushas Ezra Hashnia, it still has sanctity today. Aye, but, but the Goyim took it back? No. That sanctity you can't remove. Sanctity that was created through conquering is removed through conquering. Sanctity that is created by being there always remains. But not everything was conquered. Ah, so Ezra didn't conquer everything. So whatever he didn't conquer, no, no, doesn't Yeshua have Kedusha. Yeshua didn't conquer everything either. Yeshua, Yeshua was given by Kedusha. He said he captured it. Okay. <laughs> That's what the Rambam's opinion is. Even though it was, telling, it was taken from us, that's a different thing. But let's just get what the Rambam is saying. So the Rambam, Rambam is saying... Midrabana. We have to see, we have to see over there. But he, here he says... He says, look, by Hilchah Shumas and Maestras. But it was through Chazaka, so it should be... It has Kedusha, but by Shumas and Maestras, you need... No, because I'll tell you like this. Because since it was, it was sanctified through Ezra, and 
Kedusha Shviyas, the Rambam holds is Talian Yoival, and Yoival is Talian, you need Rav Klaiso to be there, and the times of the Oile Bavel, only a minority of Klaiso went up, and therefore the Rambam Shita is Shviyas, Shumas, and Maisis, was not as as only Midrabana. But uh, we're not going to talk about that now. But when you walk the land, why is that different? I understand. He didn't conquer it. Yeah. Right? But he also walked on it. Okay, good cast. Why didn't his walking maintain the same Kedusha that Ezra walked? For where he walked. I hear. Good kasha. We'll, we'll talk about that. Good kasha. Let's just he didn't conquer everything. I could have brought it up to him, this is yours, yeah. and whatever you conquer... Is whatever okay. he conquered was sanctified. Whatever he didn't conquer was not sanctified. David HaMelech maybe conquered Aram Tseva and other, and other locales. But whatever Yoshua conquered had Kedusha, and when it was reconquered, it lost its Kedusha. Ezra didn't conquer. Ezra merely walked there, and his walking there made Kedusha Sarlam. So the Kedusha today of Eretz Yisrael was created by Ezra. So I asked the Kesef Mishnah, that's what Rabbi Yosef was asking. One second. Why should Chazaka be a greater way to get Kedusha than Kibush? doesn't make any sense. When you conquer it, that's a weaker way to get Kedusha? When you conquer something, then the Kedusha could leave. And when you just be there, it can leave? And even more, when Yoshua conquered it, fine. You don't like his conquering. You have something against conquering. You think conquering it won't last forever? But he was also there. So the fact that he was there, that should also create Kedusha forever. That's the Kasha that the Kesef Mishnah and the Ramam leaves off as a Tzarachian. He said, I don't get it. What do we have against conquering? And if you have something against conquering, but the conquering is no less than Chazaka, says Reb Chaim an amazing thing. Let's look at number seven. Okay, first he quotes the Rambam. Look, the Yomar Levayim, he quotes the Rambam. Now skip to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine lines from the bottom. Umevuar midivrei HaRambam, it is clear from the Rambam. Dechaluka kedusha shenasas ayidei kibush mekedusha shenasas ayidei chazaka. Conquering creates a different kind of kedusha than being there. Dimchalois ha-kedusha nasas ayidei maisa ha-kibush. If the kedusha is created by conquering... The Kedusha is removed when it's reconquered. But if the Chalois Kedusha is created through Chazaka, it's eternal. And it's not removed when it's taken away. Right? That's clear from the Rambam. Kedusha that's created through conquering is finite. Kedusha that's created through being there is infinite. Avram did it first. Thank you. What? Avram did it first. No. Avram walked the whole way. Yeah, but uh, you have to know when. You have to know when walking helps, when it doesn't help. So what does this mean? Look, uh, turn over the page. Look on the second line. V'yomar levayar. And Reb Chaim Brisker said to explain. V'hinei If you look in the Yushalmi and Shviyas, Isa... Riva Imer, Veheviacha, Vehetivacha, Vehirvacha Meavesecha. Right? It says in the Chomish, I'll bring you there, and I'll be native to you, and I'll make you more than your ancestors. 
You know what this means. Your forefathers, when they entered Eretz Yisrael, they only chayev in Kedusha Sa'aretz after 14 years, seven years of conquering and seven years of distribution. But in the times of the second base, something just, I'll do better for you. I'm going to do better for you, Hashem says. I will make it that the Kedusha comes just by being there. So it says Reb Chaim Brisker, you know what you see from here? It's not that entering the land creates more Kedusha than conquering the land. It was, it was a time-sensitive thing. Hashem said that I want Kedusha Saretz Yisrael to be created in the times of Yeshua through conquering. And that conquering will be removed by being reconquered. And I also want that in the times of the second base, I'm going to do better for you. That as soon as you step foot on the land, the Kedusha will come immediately. So you'll ask me, Kasha, like the Kesav Mishnah asked, but in the times of Yeshua Benun, they were also there. Yeah. But Hashem never gave the din in the times of the Bayes Rishon that by being there, it creates Kedusha. That din was given specifically in the times of the second Mesa Mikdash. It's, right? It's true. Avram Avinu was also there. But the din of being in Eretz Yisrael, creating the Kedusha that lasts forever, only was given in the times of the second Mesa Mikdash. I don't know. I can understand. One second, and then. If they were there, so Karash Borchel gave the Kedusha. But where do you come to say that that Kedusha lasts forever? As opposed to just having the Kedusha. It should be ephemeral just as long as you're there, the same way as it was for Yahushua. One second. Because that, the Reb Chaim is learning this was a special Gezeira Sakas of the Hashem said that this. By your entering the land in the sign of the second base Hamikdash, that doesn't even need conquering. It only merely needs you to step foot there. So just think about it. If you're creating the kedusha by conquering it, so as long as it's, if it's not under your control anymore, it doesn't have kedusha. But if what created the kedusha is you put your toe on it, which I didn't. No, it's like with me being there. It's a special gezerasa custom. You touch the land, it's ping. It's kedusha forever. Now listen to this. That means the Kedusha of La- forever. The eternal Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael was created in the times of when? Second Mesa Mikdash. Look in the next paragraph. Ulafiza. Nimsa. Diladas Harambam Kedushas Eretz Yisrael L'Asid Lavoi B'Bayish Lishi. Emirat Hashem, when the third Mesa Mikdash comes down, where is the Kedusha going to come from? He oisah Kedusha Shekidsha Ezra B'Bayish Eni. Da Kedushas Ezra L'Tisbata. Ah, v'im kain b'kedusha zu yi Hashem and Hamishcha. This kedusha has anointing oil. What do you mean? The second base hamikdash has anointing oil. Yeah, because kedushas Eretz Yisrael, the second base hamikdash, is the exact same kedushas Eretz Yisrael that will be in the third base hamikdash. Well, we know they didn't have the Shemana Mishra. Ah, so even though they didn't have the Shemana Mishra, but this Kedusha that exists in the second base of English does have Shemana Mishra. Not now, but eventually. But the Navi, what could the Navi not understand? The Navi didn't understand the Rambam. The Navi says like this. The Navi thinks to himself, if the Kedusha Eretz Yisrael in the time of the first base Hamikdash left when the Beis HaMikdash, when Eretz Yisrael was reconquered. So then the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael in the times of the second Beis HaMikdash will also leave when Eretz Yisrael is reconquered by the Romans. He didn't understand that the Kedusha of the second Beis HaMikdash is the exact same Kedusha that will be for all eternity. So when he sees the anointing oil, 
he's scratching his head. He's saying, anointing oil? What does anointing oil have to do with the second base Hamikdash? There is no anointing oil in the second base Hamikdash. He didn't understand that it was a reference to the third base Hamikdash because he thought to himself, what does this period of history of the second base Hamikdash have to do with the Kedusha of Lava. He couldn't understand that. Right? The same way Kedusha started to saw in the time of the first base of Mikdash is a different Kedusha than the time of the second base of Mikdash because the Kedusha left and had to be started again. So the Navi says to himself, La'asid Lava, Mashiach will have to come, create a third kind of Kedusha. So and so, let's read this. Look what he says. Olafizeh, Nimsa, Deodas Harambam. Kedushas Eretz Yisrael Asilava Bebayish Lishi He Oisa Kedusha Shekidsha Ezra Bebayish Sheni. The Kedusha in the times of the third base Hamikdash is the same as the Kedushas Ezra. The Kedushas Ezra Loitis Batel. Vim Kain Bekedusha Zu Yisheven Amishcha. This Kedusha will have the oil. The after Bizman Bayish Sheni Lo Hayisheven Amishcha Varak Bebayish Lishi. It's true in the times of the second base Hamikdash there's no oil. Only in the third base Hamikdash Mikomakom Kedushas Bayish Lishi He Oisa Kedushas Bayish. It's the same Kedusha. That's why the Navi saw the two olive trees. So listen to this. The Navi sees the two olive trees. He says, what is this? What is this? He understood that this is a reference to the return of Klal Yisrael in the times of the Bayashani. But he's bothered, what do you have this olive oil for? There is no Shemin HaMishcha in the times of the second base HaMikdash. And the Malach says, you don't know what this is. You know what this is. You know this is an olive tree. You know it represents the Shem and Amishcha, don't you? In other words, the Malach couldn't understand what the Navi didn't understand. He knew, the Malach knew, the Navi understood the reference of the olive tree. The Navi understood this represented Shem and Amishcha. So the Malach said, you don't understand? The Navi said, no, I don't understand what the Shem and Amishcha has to do with the second base Hamikdash. To which the Malach said, No, you're missing the point. Why, Bechayel? Kedushas Eretz Yisrael in the time of the second base of Mikdash is not created through Kibush, through conquering. It's not created through force. It's a special divine Gezerah Sakasov that Kedushas Eretz Yisrael in the times of the second base of Mikdash was created by us being there. And if that's the case, that Kedusha lasts forever. And if it lasts forever, you're right, you're looking at the second base Hamikdash. But Kedushas Bayashani will eventually have Shemin Amishcha. When? Bayashlishi. So what we're seeing is that Bayashani was in a way the Haschala and the foundation of the third base Hamikdash. You wouldn't say that about the first base Hamikdash, that the first base Hamikdash was the beginning of the second base Hamikdash. No, these were two distinct periods. There's Bayes Rishon, Bayes Sheni. But what Rav Chaim is saying, that the Kedusha of the second base Hamikdash was the Haschala, was the inauguration of the Yemais HaMashiach. That's what Rav Chaim is saying. And, and that was the... What's Rav Chaim say about the idea that when Yehoshua... Yeah. was there after the 14 years yeah. why wasn't the fact that they were there because Hashem did not give that ruach <coughs> beruchi, Hashem did not give that special divine sanction to allow the Kedusha to, to yeah, devolve on Eretz Yisrael at that time help, the Kedusha would never have had correct but the din was it's, it's only created through Kibosh not through being there it was a special time sensitive gift that Hashem gave in the times of the second base of Mikdash 
right? That's what the Navi didn't understand. The Navi thought if Bayis Rishon is created through Kivish, then Bayis Sheni also, and then it will eventually disappear like the Bayis Rishon. Who is going to create this Bayis Shlishi? Bayis Shlishi, the Kedusha is already created. Ezra already created from the Shani. From the Shani. Yeah. Now listen to who, this. Who will create That's the Shlishi? Who's going to make it? It's being built as we speak in Shemayim. So, Rashi and Masech the Sukkah says it will come down from Shemayim. But in other places, yeah, we find that we're going to build it. So the Orlech says like this. We're going to build it, and then the Yisraeli Shomala will enter, Yisraeli Shomala, like a Neshama into a Guf. Okay. Listen to what the Ramchal says. Mamish Dvarm Noiran. Look at number eight. This comes from the Sefer Mishkinei Elyon, from the Ginze HaRamchal. Amazing thing. After the destruction of the first base Hamikdash, there was a man who lived in Bavel, and even though you can't get Nevuah outside of so he got Nevuah. And what was his name? Yechezkel Hanavi. And Yechezkel Hanavi saw the third base Hamikdash. And the Ramcha wants to know why is Yechezkel dreaming about the third base Hamikdash if the second base Hamikdash wasn't built yet? He's dreaming about the yeah, third base Hamikdash. He's taken away from him. No. But he must what's what, what's Yechesko dreaming about a third bay? We're not up to that yet. We're not up to that yet. Says the Ramchal, we'll say it outside and we'll read quickly inside. Says the Ramchal, as soon as the first Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, the Beis Hamikdash, the third Beis Hamikdash was built. You say, what? Huh? Yeah, they didn't teach me that in Yeshiva. Where? The Beis Hamikdash Shomala. Right, we know based on Migdash Shamata. One opinion. Based on Migdash Shamata is Mechuvin Keneged, based on Migdash Shamala, right? Yushalayim Havenuya Kir Shechubro La Yachtav. So the first base on Migdash had Bayes Rishon Shel Maila. After the first base on Migdash was destroyed, based on Migdash Shel was destroyed, and immediately the third base on Migdash was built, Shel Now, you know, for something to come down, you see, this world is merely a reflection of what's doing in the Olam Asal this world is, is just, you know, for something that happens in Shemayim, to get down to this world, it has to trickle down from, you know, Olam HaAtzilos ha to the Olam HaBriya ha to the, right? Trickles down slowly. But if we don't deserve it, so we, we're not Zoycha necessarily to see so what's to, going on in Shemayim. You so have to die to get to, to Beis HaMikdash. No, hopefully not. <laughs> Beis HaMikdash Shemala was built immediately after the Chorban Bayes Rishon. The only thing is, we weren't raw yet for Beis HaMikdash Shomata to be third Beis HaMikdash. We were only raw that the way the Beis HaMikdash Shomala, which is the third Beis HaMikdash, displayed itself down here was as the second Beis HaMikdash. Well, right. But the foundation, oh, let's say the foundation of the Bayes Hoasida was already built in the times of Yecheska. That's what the Ramchal writes. What? What will make us Roy? Right. Right. What will make us Roy? Well, we have a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> but look what the Ramchal says. Ramchal says, very quickly. Okay, give me a little bit. I'm going to tell you a powerful secret. And try to strengthen your mind to understand the following. Da. The third base Hamikdash Yecheskel saw right after the first base Hamikdash. You have already heard. Right, the Ramcha already set forth a principle. Base Hamikdash Shamayla stands even the base Hamikdash Shamata is destroyed. 
You know what? You want to know what the secret is? You want to know what the secret of Hashem is? When Shlomo built the first base of Mikdash, had we not sinned, if we would have remained wholesome, then ultimately things would have evolved into the Yemais HaMashiach. And then eventually it would have developed into the Yemais HaMashiach. Fine. When sin increased, the first place of was destroyed. The bias Rishon Shalamala no longer stood. As soon as the bias Rishon was destroyed, Lamala, the Beis Hamikdash Asid was immediately built Lamala. He had surah, he had tachnas shasalios. The nimtzu shnei habinyanim zen nichnas v'zayoytiv eminem kamoynima. As soon as the first base was destroyed, the third base hamigdash shamal was built in shamayim without any time elapse. So says the Ramchal, it comes out now that the second base hamigdash doesn't have bayishini lamala; it has bayishlishi lamala. That's a powerful concept. The base hamigdash shamal was already built. But we weren't Zaycha yet to see how it displays itself in this world. Well, now, why, this why sounds a little... Now, let's all. finish, let's finish. This concept, it sounds a little bit uh, lofty. The Malbim says it explicitly. On this week's Haftarah, okay? Says the Malbim, Vayihi Tvar Hashem Eli Lamar. These are the next words after the Haftarah, right? The Haftarah concludes, key, right? The next pasuk, Yedez Rubavel Yistu Habayis Hazeh, V'yadav Tivatzana. These are the next words, right? Look at the Haftarah for Shabbos Chanukah. The very next words are, "The hands of Zerubavel built the foundation, but his hands will yet complete it." Says the Malbim. Look on the second line. Ratzolaimer. Ata Hiniach Rak Hayisoid Alabinyan. Zerubavel, who built the second base on Mikdash, only built the foundation. What do you mean he only built the foundation? He built the whole base on Mikdash. He built the foundation of the base on Mikdash, Hashlishi. The second base on Mikdash was not complete. It didn't have the five things. It didn't have the Eish. It didn't have the Urim It didn't have the. the. Aaron, thank you, it didn't have the Shechina, it didn't have Ruach HaKodesh. But the second Beis HaMikdash was the foundation of the third Beis HaMikdash. But eventually, Yadav Tevatsana, his hands will complete the third Beis HaMikdash. So Rabbi Sai, it comes out that the second Beis HaMikdash, uh, uh, give me two minutes, I'll, I'll be happy to answer all the questions after. The second Beis HaMikdash is the foundation of the third Beis HaMikdash. Says Rabbeinu Bechaye. You know what the word Hanukkah means? Says Rabbeinu B'chayi. This world is a world of nature. It's a world of Teva. Teva is represented by the number seven. Seven, seven days of the week. Seven years in the Shemitah cycle. Seven Shemitah. Nature is represented by the number seven. And that's why the Menorah and the Beis HaMikdash, which stood 
in the first and second Beis which existed during the time that the world existed in a natural way, had seven branches. But La'asid Lavai is represented by the number eight. Number eight. That's why Chazal say in Erechen. The harp of the Beis Hamidrash had seven strings. But in Yemais HaMashiach, the harp will have eight strings. Says Rabbeinu B'chayeh, Chanukah is the inauguration of the Yemais HaMashiach. It's the Chinuch, it's the inauguration of the third Beis HaMikdash. What does Chanukah have to do with the third Beis HaMikdash? Like Reb Chaim says, Reb Chaim says the Kedusha of Ezra was the inauguration of the Kedusha La'asilavai. Like the Ramchal says, Kedushas Bayasheni already had Kedusha of the third Beis HaMikdash already before it was built. So Chanukah is the inauguration we always think it's the inauguration of the Mizbeach and the times of the second day of Samus. It's the inauguration of the days of eight. What are the days of eight? Yemais HaMashiach. It's the inauguration of the Shmaina Yamin. Shmaina Yamin means, represents the future, the future Yemais HaMashiach. Says the Sfas Emes. When the Gemara tells us, right, we had a Kasha. We had a major Kasha. The Gemara says, Esther is the end of the miracles. What do you mean Esther is the end of the miracles? Not the end of the miracles. What about Hanukkah? You know, Hanukkah is part of a different epic in history. Which epic? Yemais HaMashiach. We're not talking about the Yemais HaMashiach now. Right? Do you have a kasha? What do you mean Esther is the end of the miracles? What about the Yemais HaMashiach? No! Esther is the end of the miracles of the first saga of history. Yemais HaMashiach is, you know, part two. Hanukkah is not part, of, part one of history. It's the beginning of part two of history. It's the inauguration of part two. When the Ran says in Masech the Shabbos that the reason why we lay the Haftarah of Shabbos Chanukah, the nearest of Zechariah, he's not saying it's a Nevuah about the second Beis HaMikdash. Second Beis HaMikdash for us is not in the Asid, it's in the Avar. He's saying that the Nevuah of, the, the of Zechariah, of Shabbos Chanukah, is a Nevuah about La'asid Lavai. La'asid Lavai? Do you see one word about Mashiach in the Haftarah for Shabbos Chanukah? Yeah. Because the fact that it talks about the second base of English, second base of English, is the Nevoah of Lavai. And as Reb Chaim says, the Shemen HaMishcha that the Navi sees in the Haftarah represents the fact that the Shemen HaMishcha that will be in the third base HaMikdash is in the times of the second base HaMikdash. How? Because it's the same Kedusha from the second base HaMikdash that will be in the times of the third base HaMikdash and will have the real Shemen HaMishcha and Hanukkah Shetaka be a chinuch for the Yemais HaMashiach. We should see it in Hervi Amenu. Amen. Amen.